Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tom Barber, and I'm an extension weed scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today, for episode 17 of the podcast, I've asked our esteemed extension soybean specialist, Dr. Jeremy Ross, to sit down with me and discuss the soybean crop and some of the questions that he's been getting on replant scenarios behind the flood. Jeremy, thanks for taking time this evening to visit with me. And I know there are a lot of growers out there with, with, with some questions, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, Tom. Um, and so, you know, really been focusing on the flood uh, down in the southeast corner of the state, but really a lot of the recommendations, you know, I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of minutes really pertains to any soybeans that are still being planted. And so, you know, when we're looking at these late planted soybeans compared to our normal plant, planted soybeans, Really, what we're looking at is trying to get as much light interception as we can to try to produce the best crop we can, even though as we're delaying planting, we're reducing our maximum yield, uh, we can still do fairly well with late planted beans. But, you know, there's just a few things we need to kind of think about, you know, when we're looking at these late planted beans. So, you know, the first thing you want to look at is your row spacing. Um, a lot of our data says that narrow rows increases yield and definitely in late planted scenarios we need to look at you know drill spacing is probably less than 30 inches and so a lot of our farmers are kind of switching to the rice drills and trying to get into seven and a half ten inch row spacing so that's the the first thing i'd probably you know recommend uh, the next one is seeding rates um, with the late planted crop we really need to increase our seeding rate number one is because our germ and accelerated aging starts to to come into play and we just don't get the germination and the seed emergence that we typically do under normal conditions. Uh, the accelerated aging, you know, really comes into play under these, you know, really warm soil temperatures. So we really make sure that we've got a good accelerated aging on the, the seed that we're planting. When you're looking at seeding rates, you need to increase your seeding rates, you know, 10 to 15% over your normal seeding rate. So if you're Typically planting about 150,000, you probably need to bump that, you know, you know, you know, 15,000 to 20,000 just to get enough seed out there to get good uh, light interception. Probably the biggest question I've had is, you know, what maturity groups do we need to plant? You know, our data is showing that, you know, group four still perform the best and have the best uh, yield production. Um, Really, at this point, we really need to kind of be focusing on our mid fours and, and kind of moving away from our late fours. And so I'm talking, you know, four, three, four, 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 five, maybe a four, six in that range. And the main reason is, is, is because we're, you know, we're kind of running out of time. Um, I've had several calls in the last couple of days, you know, asking, you know, what, what is the latest we can plant soybeans and still get a yield? Um, you know, if, if we, if we kind of look at it, July 15th is probably going to be about my extent. Uh, once we get past that date, um, we really start running the risk of, of hitting a, a, either a freeze or a frost, especially, you know, as we delay planting. And so if you look at the average uh, frost date for Dumas, Arkansas, that's November 3rd. And so if you look at, you know, average mid four, it's going to take about 117 to 120 days to, to get that crop 
to maturity from, from emergence. And if you add it up from July 1 to the 1st of November, that's 120 days. And so we really are starting to run the risk of not being able to harvest that crop because, you know, we may run the risk of a, a frost uh, problem, you know, late in the season. And then the next thing is, is looking at inoculants. Um, we've got a whole host of, of data that's showing that late planted soybeans uh, perform or, or have higher yields uh, with the use of inoculants. If you look at our data, you know, mid-June mid planted soybeans, uh, we're averaging anywhere from five to six bushels uh, with the use of inoculants. And then if you look at, you know, mid-planted or mid-July planted soybeans, you know, that bumps it up to, you know, about a 10 to 11 bushel increase. Now, that's not to say, you know, we're seeing the same yields in July that we were in May planted beans. You know, the, progressively the yields have dropped down, but we're seeing a, a really good benefit and a really good uh, yield increase with just the use of inoculants. So, Tom, what about herbicide options and, you know, herbicide technologies? I know we're kind of getting to the, the, you know, cutoffs on some of our applications on herbicides, but you might want to you know, yeah. give us some insights on what, what guys need to look for on these herbicides. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the biggest questions coming in to, to us as, as weed scientists. And I know a lot of the questions that are at our meeting Monday night had to deal with, you know, what can we, can we plant beans behind everything basically? Cause we got corn that's drowned out. We've got cotton drowned out. Um, we've got those herbicides down uh, in a lot of cases. And uh, in most cases, it's been at least six weeks, uh, luckily between those residual herbicides and, and when we'll be able to plant beans. So, I feel pretty confident in getting a, a soybean stand behind uh, most of these herbicides, most of our corn and cotton herbicides. You know, break uh, herbicide that we use in cotton probably hangs out a little longer in the soil than, than most of the others that we use in, in cotton or corn, either one. And so uh, I'm a little concerned with break going to soybeans, but again, we've had a lot of rain, uh, close to 20 inches in plot in, in spots. And, and so I feel like that uh, for the most part, most of our herbicide has been either flushed down into the soil profile or washed out of the system, uh, or there's new dirt that's covered it. You know, we talk about uh, when rivers and streams get out, ditch, ditches get out. I mean, we're moving a lot of soil and, and sometimes, you know, we'll have a, another layer of topsoil on top of uh, what we had there already. So. For the most part, we're recommending going ahead and replanting these soybeans. Uh, break is the one, you know, caution I would throw up. You know, we may we may still have some issues behind break herbicide that's been applied in cotton, but even there, as long as we've had six, uh, I'd rather have two months. But as long as we've had six weeks, I think we got a pretty good chance. Uh, but there is some concern there. You know, moving forward, Jeremy, you talk about row spacing. You know, narrowing those row spacing is really going to help on our weed control as well. And the quicker we can get canopy, the better off we're gonna be uh, because fighting weeds in the middle of July is not fun with any herbicide. Uh, the weeds just don't respond as well in those hot dry conditions of, of July and August uh, as a whole. Uh, you know, I, so we're recommending, uh, like you said, you know, plant something that's tolerant to glufosinate. It could be Enlist, it can be extend flex or uh, straight Liberty link. That's gonna give us more flexibility. Uh, I did have my first call today of not being able to find the glufosinate they wanted. And that was in a, 
a small area in North, North Arkansas. And so, you know, I don't know how easy it is to find right now. This is the first time that, that a grower has told me they absolutely couldn't get any more. Uh, most, for the most part, we've been able to get it. So, you know, if that's the case, we're running up on June 30th here in seven days. And so uh, at June 30th, dicamba cut off uh, for the federal label uh, for soybean uh, production. And so uh, really that lends back to the enlist system, I guess, uh, if, if we're not able to get glufosinate. But we need something to be able to control these pigweeds in July and August uh, because they will be coming. And you may have more than you thought you had uh, because they will wash out of the ditch. Some of these seeds can wash out of the ditch and, and be a problem in our fields. And so, uh, you know, one thing I do want to touch on is Flexstar because we get a lot of questions about Flexstar now. Number one, we have a lot of PPO uh, resistance out in the state to uh, Flexstar in our pigweed population. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, Flexstar is a 10-month rotation to corn and grain sorghum, and that's a real rotation uh, that we need to be concerned about. So any of these late beans that are planted, if we use anything containing Femesifen herbicide, that's the active in Flexstar, then we need to be mindful and mark these fields to not go back to corn or grain sorghum likely the next year. And where we're gonna see the biggest issues is, is where we overlap, but still uh, we get calls every year about Flexstar carryover uh, in corn and grain sorghum. Yeah, I mean, that's important. And like you said, I mean, I think with the the flood and everything, I think these weeds are probably going to come back with a vengeance. I mean, I think They're it's going to be, be there. tough yeah. to, to control those. So um, just the last couple of points and really kind of focusing on, you know, insects and diseases. We, we still are recommending seed treatments. I've had that question uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, with this flooding issue and late planted soybeans. That we we see we still see a benefit with insecticide fungicide seed treatment. Um, I know a lot of guys are looking at cutting costs, but we definitely need to try to preserve the seed that we're planting now because we're just not going to have the option or the luxury to coming back and, and replanting those again. We're just going to completely run out of time. So, uh, along with those fungicide and insecticide seed treatments, look at inoculants. Um, just be aware that there are certain insecticide fungicides that are not compatible with certain inoculants. So just look at the labels of the inoculants and make sure that the seed treatments that you're looking at applying to the seed are, are labeled for that. And then the last thing, I know a lot of people aren't really uh, thinking about it now, but it's late season insect and disease control. You know, a lot of these beans are going to be uh, some of the last beans into fields, uh, especially in so southern southern Arkansas, we typically have bollworms um, and uh, uh, stink bugs, you know, to begin with, even in our early planted beans. But these are just going to kind of be biomagnets, and these fields are just going to be havens for these late season pests. And so we definitely need to be out there scouting these fields and making sure we're getting on the proper uh, product and at the, the proper timing on controlling these late season uh, insects because you know if we let those go it's really just going to kind of eat up whatever little profit that we might be able to try to salvage other some of this late planted uh, soybeans but you know especially down in southeast Arkansas in the flooded conditions it's really a field by field basis I'm telling most of the, the farmers I'm talking to Try to keep as much as you can. Uh, uh, several of the fields I walked were starting to go into reproduction. And so 
uh, you know, those beans were moving along pretty well before the flood. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these fields, either the entire field was destroyed or the bottom half of the fields. And so a lot of these farmers are having to kind of look at these fields as, as two different crops. But we really, you know, at this point, we just need to do everything we can to try to salvage what, what we can. And uh, hopefully some of these points I've given you, you know, y'all can take and, and try to help, um, you know, manage what you got now or try to start over and, and try to do the best we can. But hopefully we'll have a, a mild summer the rest of the summer and uh, this fall we won't have a, a early frost and, and especially these late beans down south. Maybe we can get them out before we see a, a killing frost. Well, it really is a, wor a kind of a worst case scenario because you think about it, we had all the inputs in the crop, right? We had all our herbicide, all, you know, pretty much laid by. Everything was laid by when this hit. And so that uh, makes it hurt that much more uh, and that much more frustrating uh, to these guys. Um, and you're right, I mean, it's going to be a management nightmare. And so, uh, you know, but you know, what else are you going to do? You got to get back in there and replant and, and just do the best we can. And like you say, we hope that we get the temperatures in, in October to mature everything on out. So, well, anything else we need to talk about? No, I think we've covered, you know, this, this topic, I think we've, we've yeah. covered just about everything. So, well, and I just want to remind everybody, you know, out there uh, spraying weeds right now, pigweed is is coming on strong. I looked at a couple more fields today that uh, Flexstar just didn't do the job. So uh, our PPO resistance uh, in those pigweed populations, like I said earlier, appears to be uh, spreading a little more. Um, so, you know, make sure you have a plan B other than Flexstar out there available uh, in, in, in these fields. And, you know, we get into cotton this time of year, we're talking about post-direct and lay-by applications. Not many folks want to do that anymore. But uh, if we're looking at cotton right now, you know, diuron is a cheap post-direct herbicide, put it with MSMA. You can put it with Roundup, you can put it with Liberty. Um, you can put it with, uh, you know, enlist if you're in an enlist system or, uh, you know, you can uh, extend in the extend flex system if, uh, you know, up until June 30th. So, uh, you know, we need to think about using these residuals to finish out our cotton crop because our cotton's just now really getting going. Uh, it's been, it seems like it's took it forever to, to get to this point, but uh, we need to go ahead and get it laid by and, and, and get the pipe out to, to finish out the season on most of it. But with that, Jeremy, you got any anything else? No, nope. appreciate you letting me uh, use this Man, format we, to get the information out. Well, yeah, we appreciate you joining, and especially at the last minute. I called you a couple hours ago to see if you'd do this. So, well, well, you know, this is one of those things we're we're trying to get as much information out as quick as we can, you know, because there's right. there's a lot of people asking questions. So, well, I think yeah. we're we're using just about every format to try to get the right. information out. And, our, and all our numbers are posted somewhere on our website. Uh, you can text us, call us, you can email us. We can, uh, we'll be happy to come look if we need to look at a farm, if we need to, you know, just answer questions. Uh, that's what we're here for, right? Yep, absolutely. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening today. And, and again, I want to thank uh, Dr. Jeremy Ross, our Extension Soybean Specialist, for joining us. Um, join us next week as uh, Dr. Jason Norsworthy will be discussing uh, late season weed control issues that we're having and we're just kind of playing these ear by ear week to week kind of seeing what the issues are but uh, i want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of the weeds are wild podcast series on arkansas row crops radio
Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.